So, when I was growing up, I had a father who deeply, deeply hated, and I still have this father, who hates the Beach Boys. Uh, could, cannot stand them, will rant against them, is not a fan. And so, I never got much exposure to them. But as I grew in age and in wisdom, um, I have learned that Pet Sounds is a very influential album that I have never paid attention to. So I asked my friend Barry if he would listen to it with me and see what we thought. And I did. And he did, because he's a good friend. (laughs) So today on Black Door Music Argument, we are talking about Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys. I am Carrie. And I'm Barry. So is this uh, expanding, expanding your musical I think so. uh, grocery I bag i don't yeah. know yeah something like that um well i am i grew up a kid in the 80s when oldies meant 50s 60s and maybe early 70s mm-hmm. and this was on the oldies station that my dad listened to and sad to say these days Nirvana is as old as the listening to this when I remember listening to it as a kid thinking this is old music was was the whole world in black and white or just the TVs back then <laughs> I don't even know um, I learned this week that if uh if back to the future was set like today they would be going like Marty McFly would be going back to the 90s and yeah. my soul hurt <laughs> We're going anyway. back to the 90s. Your parents are making a horrible mistake. <sighs> it's upsetting. It's upsetting. Anyway. What would that horrible mistake be? Um, <laughs> I'm thinking it's uh, New Kids on the Block, but you know, that's just me. Well, mm-hmm. Next week on Black Door Music Argument. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I... I have, I've seen many things about the Beach Boys and Mm -hmm. it's funny because everybody seems to have an opinion. Mm -hmm. Number one opinion is, you know, Brian Wilson, musical genius, Wunderkind, anything he touches turns to gold, except for his mind because he's fucking insane. Um, and I'm not trying to minimize mental health, but considering the things that have been written and I realized that in the sixties people were like, Oh, you just need to expand your mind. And the dude did enough LSD to fucking kill an elephant. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't have a huge amount of sympathy. That's, you know, it's too bad, but it's like all like him trying to expand his mind. And you know, this album based on the notes, you know, Tony Asher uh, wrote with him and he was like, well, I was really just writing things down, but as as Brian Wilson, you know, going off on this and that and tangent. And so Tony Asher wrote all the words. He was just trying to uh, put actual words to the, um, (laughs) the stream of consciousness, stream of heavily sedated consciousness that Brian Wilson Mm -hmm. was in when he wrote this album. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, um, what song was it? Uh, it's like the famous, the super famous one from this 
Wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't which, it be nice? Yeah. W- yeah, which was co-written by Max Martin. But um, <laughs> other than that, <laughs> and uh, side note, I've decided I do not want to explain any jokes. You get them or you don't. And uh, it's better. So going here on out, I'm not going to add any background to anything like that. If you're listening to this podcast and trying to write a term paper, you're fucking making a mistake. So... <laughs> We are uh, not background noise. Okay. No. Pay attention yeah. to the details. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so the, 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 the hits from this album, I was very, uh, very familiar with. Wouldn't it mm-hmm. be nice? Mm-hmm. Of course, who doesn't believe that it closes out one of my favorite Christmas album, you know, a Christmas story or Christmas movies, a Christmas story. And, uh, and, uh, and then Sloop John B. It also what? has a wonderful, uh, I guess not really a cameo. It has a wonderful place in the movie Fifty First Dates with Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. Oh, does it? Yes. And I, like, whenever I hear this song, I just picture Adam Sandler singing it and crying on a boat. So, see, I just I just seeing, see the, the, the Christmas movie I was really talking about is actually... Uh, God damn it. See, now I'm explaining the joke. Uh, Love Actually, and you have those little those pictures, oh. and it goes out, and, and that's how the movie ends. I have um, never seen Love Actually. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm one of like four white women that has not seen that movie. <laughs> if you haven't seen Love Actually while drinking red wine in the month of December, what the fuck is wrong with you, Carrie? I don't know what I've been doing in December. <laughs> Gotta get on that. Anyway. Yeah, yeah I mean... <laughs> From what I understand, your your schedule just opens wide open in December. Right. You got nothing yeah. to do but sit around and smoke cigarettes and drink red exactly. wine. Exactly. Right. By cat. a fire. Yeah. Do you use like the really long filters like Cruella DeVille when you smoke? Of course. Okay. I'm classy cool. about it. See, I've been thinking of moving to those because mm-hmm. if you're going to smoke, you may as well look super pretentious. Right. That's yeah. the point of it. I mean, it's why I wear a monocle. Um, it looks nice today, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay, sorry. So we have. I also, you know what? I got my hair cut today. Really? I mean, also on my head, but you know, I'll show you the other later. <laughs> okay. Um. So Sloop John B. Yes. I'm wild for this. Is a great uh song, and of course, it's a great song. It wasn't written by them. Uh, it's a <laughs> traditional Caribbean folk song. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh, you know, it's got a great beat, of course. Oh, you know, in case you're wondering, like none of the Beach Boys actually play an instrument. Maybe Brian Wilson tinkles on a, plays some chords on a piano, but mm-hmm. everything else is played by the Wrecking Crew. Uh, well mm-hmm. documented. They don't get any credit on any of the albums, but they... Totally. And that's not only this album. I'm not blaming the Beach Boys. That was the system back then. Yeah. But these these studio musicians known as the Wrecking Crew in L.A., uh, basically they got paid pretty well, but they really didn't have a life because they're on the top of the call sheet. And you're on the top of the call sheet because you're good and you show up. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you don't show up, you move down the call sheet and then mm-hmm. you're not making as much money. So these mm-hmm. guys, you know, had a hard time finding, you know, getting time for vacations and you know, just it was a rough home life because, you know, they'd be they'd be playing on uh, on, uh, you know, like 
three, four albums a day. I mean, can you imagine 16 hours of in a recording studio? Oh, my God. You know? Yeah. And I heard stories of people coming in there and they're like, what's wrong with these guys? They're all sitting around drinking water and eating sandwiches. It's like, yeah, they haven't been outside of the you know, studio. Mm-hmm. You know, they're probably peeing in a glass jar in the corner. That's I'm, that's not true. There's a bathroom. <laughs> and I famously, famously, one of the top bases for the Wrecking Crew uh, was a female. She's a I forget her name offhand, but she's so brilliant and wrote so many of the great bass lines. Uh, truly one of the great performing, uh, or most listened to performing uh, musical artists who are women from that era. And like I said, I can't remember it. I And <laughs> that kind of pisses me off. Anyway, this is not a Wrecking Crew. This is not the Wrecking Crew uh, episode. That's coming up. Right. <sighs> so Beach Boys. Yeah. Sloop John Bean, not written by the Beach Boys. Fantastic. It's a good song, though. Love it. I love that song. And also, uh, nerdily enough, there's like, again, there's like two people that will know this, but um, there's a band called Reliant K that do, they're like kind of pop. What? Is that based on the car? Yes. They, they are named after the car. Um, but they, they're they like uh, kind That's of. That's a Leah Iacocca joke. Yes. <laughs> so they. Uh, yeah. That went over Carrie's head so fast as our hair moved. Exactly. Um, so they started off as like a, like I, I hesitate to call them a pop punk band, but that's kind of what they were going for. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And like big in like the Christian kid world. But we're like actually a decent band. They're not like, you know, close your eyes and lift your hands toward Jesus. They were like, hey, we just also happen to like Jesus. And now we're we're also a band. Anyway. Oh, it's that kind of thing. They go like, hey, you got like music? And you're like, yeah, I like music. Hey, you like Jesus? Well, no, I like music. Well, come <laughs> on over here. We're going to have some music and we're, we're going to talk about music. Jesus and we got yeah. some pamphlets. Okay, I don't need a pamphlet. No, no, take the pamphlet. No, I'm saying they're not the pamphlet people. <laughs> they're ba- now, yeah. that's a band name. The pamphlet people? Ooh, yeah. That would be pamphlet a good band people. name. Um, pamphlet people. And- what would their first album be? It's like stumping for Jesus. That's cool. I'm so excited for you to form this band and for me to critique it on this podcast. Um, yeah, so I this band. have so many critiques. <laughs> Carson is going to listen to this and say, not editing. <laughs> I'm going to be amazed if this episode makes it to the podcast. Um, yeah, so Reliant K, they made this album and they covered Sloop John B. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoy, like, I really enjoy their version. They do like, like they, I think they add kind of more harmony and some more parts. Like it gets a little more complicated than what the beach boys Wait, did. Hold on. How can you add more harmony than the beach boys did? They're I know. In like six it's, part harmony. I know. And by the way, can I say this? I'm critical of Brian Wilson's methods and writing and, lyrics and uh, style of recording music but uh-huh. mike love what's that what's there not to love you know i just love his voice gotta say that fair enough i also just immediately when you said that heard what's love got to do with it in my head what's love, love got, to do? got to do well i'll tell you what anyway. love's got to do with it. he <laughs> sang on this album no way yeah <laughs> 
yeah so anyway so i was familiar with sloop john b more from reliant k because once again i i did not i was not in a household that allowed the beat or the beach boys to enter in so anyway so then i was then i went back to or like you know i eventually found it on the beach boys and i enjoy that song mm-hmm. yeah it's been stuck in my head all day today sure and brian wilson did not write it right correct um um oh go ahead no i see here okay so here's the thing uh-huh. i i had not listened to this album i was familiar with the hits what do we got mm-hmm. what do we got we got um we got um now i can't find it okay wouldn't it be nice um let's see sloop john b mm-hmm. god only knows mm-hmm. uh i just wasn't made for these times mm-hmm I, I feel think like, I feel like here today is somewhat known. I could be yeah. wrong. Yeah. Wait, yeah. is good vibrations on this? That was not in the album I would listen to. That was not in the album I listened to either. Oh, okay. Well, Wikipedia this might have a couple extra songs here. Okay. Well, but yeah. you're confused. No, but I was listening and all the songs that I didn't know. I didn't like. Mm-hmm. For me, um, oh, go ahead. That's not me. Was just like, uh, wow, you know, just a young punk who thinks he knows everything. <laughs> don't talk. Put your head on my shoulder. I'm like, she's trying to tell you how she feels. Why don't yeah. you shut up and let her talk? Yeah. Your job is just sit there and listen. Okay. Yep. God. Um, yeah. By the way, uh, that's just helpful relationship advice for everyone. Yeah. Just, just listen. You don't have Some... to do it. Just listen. You don't need to offer exactly. advice. You don't need to solve anything. You yeah. just, you just listen. Okay. Continue on. Oh, <laughs> I know there's an answer. Oh, I just, I <laughs> want to burn the entire studio down with everybody inside when I hear that song. It was alternately known as Hang On To Your Ego, which... Which is hilarious because, wow, sense. he's really got an ego. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like, this is, this is the guy on pot and LSD going, no, 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 I've got the answer. You just got to sit down. And three hours later... All you know is he really likes Fritos. Right. And his hands are a wonder of the universe. Yeah. Have you just looked at your hands? I mean, <laughs> they're just designed so perfectly. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Great. I mean, weren't they all in a bunch of LSD when they were doing this? At least one of them was. Yeah. At least one of them was. Um. So, yeah, just... I mean, I just wasn't made for these times. I like the hook, but man, even when you're just like, oh, I know he's going to say it. He's going to say it. It really comes slow. And it, yeah. And the other thing is, you know, most of the musical arrangement for this, it it seems like listening to someone who's really good at playing the piano by ear and chording. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that is super... Uh, that can be super fun, especially mm-hmm. if they have a good like blues stringer in there, you know, just kind of, you know, uh, but the way he 
I mean, I think he was able to handle the musicians and direct them in a way they liked because I heard they were like, yeah, he was just, he told us this and we did it and boom, we got it. And, you know, we came in there and we didn't know what we we're going to play, but he just like, you do this and you do this. And so he had like a vision. Mm-hmm. I just think the vision is horrible because <laughs> it doesn't sound good. Yeah. Um, like I said, the, the hits I know, and I'm not sure if I kind of like, oh yeah, just out of nostalgia from listening to them in the, you know, Navy Blue Caprice Classic Station Wagon for so many years or, Cute. um, and I say that cause we had three of them, uh, mm-hmm. but, all uh, Navy Blue? yeah, wow. well, not all Navy Blue, two Navy Blue, one light blue and one maroon. So there was four mm-hmm. of them total, mm-hmm. but so we nice had yeah. color anyway, combo. long, not all at once. There was like a series. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I assumed. Um, but it's just like, it's like he's moving around to try to, you know, it's like listening to a, a blues guitarist doing too much mm-hmm. because he thinks you want to hear something fast mm-hmm. and you're like, dude, just, you know, make space for the sound. Let's pump you know, the brakes. The song is also what you don't hear. You know, mm-hmm. you can't, mm-hmm. you don't need to assault me with your weird tempo changes and odd chord decisions mm-hmm. and while it sounds new doesn't necessarily sound good and uh like i said it's kind of like listening to a guy who can play piano by ear chording and just like like could rip it up and like hey play this one he's like yeah okay here's the one you like and then and and then it's now it's something for off my new album and you're like oh yeah gotta go <laughs> Oh, good. Uh, the other thing I really was frustrated with, because I remember listening to these mostly in my dad's old car, mm-hmm. the old AC Delco speakers and the old, you know, GM stereo on the FM. And now when these this came out, it's more likely that you would have heard it on AM radio mm-hmm. uh, because that's what rock was played on those times. And AM mm-hmm. radio has a distinct sound. Now I... Okay, now I sound like an old boy. Sit down while we talk about amplitude modulation. Um, but it, it's it got a very distinct sound, and it sounds a little thin. And honest to God, I thought it sounded like that because I was listening to it on the radio. <laughs> and I don't think it is. I think it sounds yeah. like that because all the singers and musicians were at one end of a Quonset hut and they had one microphone at the other end of a Quonset hut and it picked up whatever they got. But that's just me. It seems like there's so much empty space and reverb on everything. It sounds like they're recording in a bathroom for fuck's sake. Plus there's a sound generator because you, it seems like it's got this white hiss over everything. And I know I I'm picky about sounds, but you know, Man, you you can hear albums out of that time, and they just sound lush. They just feel like a, you know, just like slipping into a warm bath. And it's like, yes, you just get this great experience. And this is like kind of like stepping out of your house, and it's like 40 degrees and kind of misting and foggy. And so mm-hmm. it's like super cold because it's like it's that moist cold. Yeah, I said moist. Ew. And uh, you're it, it it's just really cold, and you're like, oh, I should have a I should have a bigger jacket, but no, that's not right either. I just don't feel comfortable. It's just too, 
and there's all this fog i can't really see and it's like is that an elk or a dog i don't know and that's that's how i feel listening to this album it's like whoever met, whoever put it together and from all i've read brian wilson had a huge input on how it was engineered I think it was a mistake, but obviously I'm wrong because it's one of the most influential and greatest albums in the history of the world, except for people who listen actually listen to it. This is one of those things where I just want to say, fuck you, baby boomers. Fuck you very much, because this influential album is crap. There's a couple good songs on it, <laughs> and and the rest of it is shit fuck you for saying this is influential and now we have to pay attention to it it's like you know they are very arrogant about their music yeah it's very much like we had the best music and it's like calm yeah. the fuck down you had some good stuff don't get me wrong yeah but there's also, some great like, stuff you can calm down yeah um yeah. also the beach boys let me just say this they could try they could fucking try you see that album cover? They're standing on the beach. Uh, yeah. They're in. They're in. Buttoned to the top fucking button, uh, <laughs> flannel shirts, and they're all holding one longboard, and they're in like, and they're in like loafers. Fuck you! You're not a beach boy. <laughs> oh, you live in L.A. Have you even seen the fucking water? No, you. You're not there. Go suck a dick. Jesus Christ! <laughs> you're not beach boys. You're you're wannabes. Okay, you're not part of any of the things you sing about. Wish you were, then you might be cool. I mean, Mike Love is cool. Everybody else, nah. And Kokomo is not a real island. I mean, I had thoughts, but I also feel like that's where the podcast should end. It's just Kokomo is not an island. Fuck you. Um, I'm sorry. Well, you know, I got... I just got to say one thing. Baby, it's cold outside. Yeah. I don't have my drink with me. Mm. I drank I drank before this. <laughs> I should, pre, I pre that, should be our, that should be our t-shirt. <laughs> I drank before this. Yeah. One, three beers in and ready to mock somebody. I drank before this. <laughs> there we go. Or I had a bottle of wine before you got here. <laughs> <sighs> They're all perfect. No, let me hear your thoughts because, look, I'm an old man. I'm not a fucking boomer, but I'm old. Uh, okay, Gramps, calm down. It's okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, no, so I, again, I didn't know much about this album. I knew, uh, yeah, as you say, um, I knew the hits. I knew Wouldn't It Be Nice because Adam Sandler cried. I knew <laughs> Sloop John B. <laughs> um, it surprised me a little bit. Like, I was expecting, I mean, when I think of Beach Boys, I think of, like, Barbara Ann that was them right yeah yeah you think of like Teen Wolf and on like top of Cal a man right and like uh California Girls or whatever and yep. like although not the Katy Perry one the Little Cobra one. yeah so I think of like these like poppy songs mm -hmm. that like keep repeating the same four words over and over and like really don't have any meaning um right pop songs so right so this album surprised me a little bit because I was like, oh, they're like the li there's lyrics. They're they're talking about some stuff here. Mm -hmm. They're you know, they're not just this is OK, you know. Right. Um, So I did a, like that. Like I was a little bit surprised because I was like, oh, they, <laughs> they have songs. <laughs> yeah, they have very um, 
yeah. egotistical telling right. everybody they're wrong songs. Oh, gosh. And um, then songs about making sure your girlfriend doesn't talk. And oh, my gosh. If we just get and married, like, that'll solve everything. Right. And then the one where it's like, hey, I dated her before and like now it's good, but it's going to suck real soon. Like, what the fuck? Dude, <laughs> maybe you sucked. Did you ever think of that? Which one was that? I don't remember. I can't remember what which one it was. I was listening I was like, to Fuck you. <laughs> Caroline No. And uh-huh. I was just like, how this is a horrible. And yeah. it's like it's like it's a pretty love song about how this guy and girl lost it and there's no way to get it back. But she's like, Your long hair is gone. It's like, yeah, she wanted to get her fucking hair cut. Yeah. Deal with it. Bro. Yeah. Like if you want like sixties misogyny. <laughs> yeah. With uh, to a catchy, not even really a catchy tune, to a tune. <laughs> yeah, here's where it is. Well, um, see, that's the thing. Wouldn't you rather hear, you know, songs about um, kids buying sports cars and racing them on the weekend, or you want to hear about the misogyny of the I times? Mean, that's fair enough. <laughs> um, I yeah, I also thought about um. So there's a, a documentary called Echo in the Canyon that oh, DJ. Sure. That DJ and I went and saw, of course, um, which it which was put together by Jacob Dylan, Bob's son. Um, and side oh, note, the my wallflowers. Fa- yes, of the wallflowers, one headlight. Um, but my favorite side side note, my favorite part of the documentary is Jacob Dylan is talking to David Crosby, and he, I don't remember what they're talking about, but Crosby's like, yeah. And then Dylan was there and like, he's like, list him up. And then Jacob goes, oh, you're going to have to be more specific <laughs> when referencing Bob Dylan. It made me very happy. Oh, uh, that's hilarious. Um, oh, he's a good one. So anyway, so you know, the- <clears throat> I, I just got to say for the benefit of uh, your husband, mm-hmm. I, I like Jacob Dylan and I like Jacob Wallflowers. Dylan too. Wallflowers was a fun band. Yeah. I don't know if they've done anything lately, but I don't know if they have, but they're wonderful. Um, we should listen to that album and talk about it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so he, he did this documentary called Echo in the Canyon where he was looking for like 60s music that was a little bit like passed over, I guess. Mm. And then he um, talked about Laurel Canyon is, is the big thing. Yep. And they, you know, Beach Boys and Carol King and whoever else was there. Um, but uh, and then he covered a bunch of the songs and did like a concert. So he did... Um, I'm just not meant for these times or uh-huh. I just wasn't meant for these times. And I love his cover of that song like that. So like it was fun to hear the Beach Boys version of it because I'm so familiar with the cover of it. Right. No, Did I just I, blow I your mind? To... No, I just <laughs> didn't know that anybody covered that song. Yeah. And, you know, if yeah. you covered it, it's not. I mean, it, like I said, there's parts of that song that I like. And, right. But it, it's kind of such a. The other thing is a lot of this album is just such a sad sack sound. It really is. You know, is, it's yeah. like, oh, all these people and I just wasn't meant for these times. And uh, it's like, you're young, you're a wealthy a musician. That's mm-hmm. your job. People dream of having that job. And mm. there's a point in the documentary where they talk to whoever Brian, I think it was Brian Wilson. Yeah. Uh, whoever he was dating or married to at the time or whatever. Um, apparently. Was married. Yeah, I think I, that's what I was. That's what I wanted to say, but I couldn't remember for sure. Um, but apparently 
he brought in a truckload of sand into their <laughs> living room and put the what piano in it and like played on it. And, th- uh, <laughs> and like they had friends over and they were like, what? What's Brian up to? And I guess his yeah. wife was like, I don't know, but he's making some pretty good music. <laughs> and I was just like, uh, wow. <laughs> like that's what this was worth the sand in, yeah. uh, in your living room. This was worth the destruction of your home. <laughs> he anyway. was married to Marilyn Wilson from 1964 to 1979. So this was recorded yep. in 1965. Yep. Yep. On a beach in his home. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of thing where it's like, I I bet he didn't even ask. And he just like. Oh, for sure. In, just... I mean, according to the lyrics. <laughs> He for sure did not ask. <laughs> shh, shh, shh. Baby, put your head on my shoulder. Don't speak. Don't speak. Don't speak. Don't speak. I don't I don't like it when you talk. I don't need to hear your opinions. Yep. Yeah. No. Uh what what do you so, think of this what do you think of the sound and the music? Because that's one of the things where we can go around and around on lyrics, and I think some of the mm-hmm. lyrics are really good, but like I said, this album is known to be one of like the you know pieces of genius of yeah lyric of musical uh you know instrumentation and putting together now some people uh uh, say that he really just basically stole the uh the 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 whole uh basically way that that they're recording in nashville at the time i've been Mm -hmm. listening to uh cocaine and rhinestones which is a great podcast we are not affiliated but i'm just gonna tell you if you want to hear about country music that's a great podcast i've been listening and uh it's, i believe it's david Allen coe's son is the host of that one mm. and uh he does a lot of digging not like us we use wikipedia but uh he does <laughs> a lot of work <laughs> and we are uh, also not sponsored by wikipedia yeah, we are not sponsored anymore by wikipedia <laughs> and uh but no it, it's interesting because apparently there was some like contact between brian wilson and some of the people who were recording in nashville and kind of like he played some songs back and forth to what like the wrecking crew was doing and brian wilson did and then what they were doing in the in nashville at the time because they were recording the nashville sound like back in the 50s and this was in 65 and they're like whoa he just like blew our mind it's like and basically the contention was perhaps he was stealing a technique used in nashville for a decade Mm-hmm. So I yeah I think the music was fine for me. I felt like there wasn't anything that I was like super amazed with. Right. Um, and I felt like also like it kind of all blended together. I felt like like I was yeah. like what? Yeah, I couldn't really tell the songs apart. I guess or like I just I don't know. <laughs> and there wasn't any melody. I mean, besides like Sloop John B, which again they didn't write. Um, there's no <laughs> melody that like continued to get in my head or like would stick with it like i didn't find myself mm-hmm. humming anything you know right um except for wouldn't it be nice but um let me just yeah, bust so in I, real quick here yeah and i'm gonna apologize to all the females who are listening right now because i feel as though i am very loud and boisterous and while i'm not in the same room as carrie right now i feel like i have really tainted her on <laughs> On, on her opinions here and no. and we should have gotten hers first because yeah, uh, to you. get an unvarnished un fuck you boomer uh opinion but i mean it was fun for you to rant for 15 minutes it was fine 
you know, I think a lot of people just skip through it anyway, so it's all good. Oh. <laughs> um, no, it's but it's not. Like, I was gonna say this is not like I'm trying to sell them mattresses or anything. <laughs> God, I wish. Um, but yeah, so like nothing, nothing super stood out to me. I I'm curious though, like with it being on on so many influential lists and stuff, like I wonder if it wasn't something that like was a springboard for other artists that we don't recognize anymore because like people built on it or people were influenced in the ways that they were. And then like, we appreciate those albums and to go all the way back. It's like, well, yeah, it's not as good as it once was. Um, just because we're not in that, I don't know, zeitgeist or whatever. Like we're, we're not hearing for it like for, what it was at that time we're well, I mean, hearing it now where like we're like well m- yeah music is better now <laughs> I, mean, I mean the thing is he you know they if you you know you, he really brought in a lot of like orchestra pieces and different mm-hmm. instrumentation mm-hmm. so if you're going straight off of what is pop at in 1965 when he recorded it you know, he was doing something out of the ordinary at the same time. At the same time, we have to understand that pop music, um, just 10 years earlier was a lot of big band and swing and, and orchestras. And it's not like, you know, it's not like, you know, people always think it's been, it was like all country and, and rock and roll, but it was Mm -hmm. a lot of, big band and orchestra music on the radio across the country. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're playing concerts. Uh, they're playing songs from nightclubs, uh, you know, with, with bands and singers. And, uh, you know, so even though it may to us now seem like, whoa, so weird. He put through in strings there again. You're like the Nashville sound had been doing that for 10 years Mm-hmm. Um, orchestras are recording in Chicago and New York, probably LA and, 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 uh, and, uh, broadcasting across the country, not too much before this happened. So as far as a, Hey, uh, you know, a basic guitarist, a drummer and a keyboardist, that's a rock band. And they broke that mold. That mold wasn't a thing yet. Right. No. Yeah, I agree. I just think like. I don't know. I wasn't alive then, but, um, (laughs) but like, yeah, I'm curious like how it, yeah. Like how it influenced the people that it did and like, like were they, you know, cause like you need someone to be like, Oh, we'll add a string. And then people are like, Oh yeah, yeah, that's smart. You know? And like, and also to popularize it to the point that people hear it, not saying right. that, you know, like the dudes in Nashville weren't doing it, but I think Brian Wilson got a bigger stage. Right. And, uh, and, um, just more, you know, it's pop music. You, yeah. That's and you can you tell he radio. got a bigger <laughs> stage because that microphone must've been 50 yards away when they recorded it. It's so Precisely. echoey and reverb-y. Mm-hmm. He yeah. really loved his reverb. You can hear it in every fucking thing. Yeah. He's a big fan. <laughs> well, before my recorder runs out of battery. <laughs> yeah. We've been ranting about this for a while. I didn't realize you'd get so adamant and violent about it, Carrie. I mean, you need to calm down. I know. I'm sorry. I'll pump the brakes. I'll I'll take some deep breaths. Um, I'm sorry for that 20-minute rant in the middle. 
Uh, thank you, Barry, for being so patient and just sitting through you it. You know, perhaps, <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. I, I almost think maybe, not like next episode, but maybe sometime in the future, we need to do something like, okay, this, this came out in 66. What else was coming out in 66? Or you know, mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, uh, a yin yang, uh, you know, a compare and contrast. What right. what was on the airwaves in '66? Let's get into the mind of people in 1966. Yeah, let's, let's see what Don Draper was getting his mind blown by yeah. in his Cadillac as he was running around with women who weren't his I wife. I feel like he wasn't big into music. I don't know. He went out west and made hot rods. Yeah. AMC, not a sponsor, but we love them. All <laughs> right, well, I've been Barry. I've been Carrie. Thanks for listening to us. If you like this episode, we are so sorry. But this has been the Black Door Music Argument, where opinions are always welcome. But are probably wrong. Including mine. We provide the best research Wikipedia offers. So tell all of your friends and your mistress. Or your manstress. Or your other token female friends. But not your grandma. Unless your grandma's fucking cool. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Look for us on Instagram. We're not on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. We don't tweet. Like us on Facebook. Okay, Boomer. Talk about us on MySpace. Or Friendster. Stop trying to out MySpace me. And always remember to clear your browser history. But most of all. Especially important. Super crucial. The ultimate. Baby, Baby it's, it's cold, cold outside. outside.